Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello, my dear friends, and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your host, and do I have a good episode for you today or what? I am so ecstatic to finally get to talk about a subject that I know you've all been waiting for for so incredibly long. Now, if you didn't hear, we have just hit our one-year anniversary on the Goddess Ceremony podcast. So one year ago, I embarked on this incredible journey of podcasting, and I had no idea what was in store. I didn't know how many episodes we would do. I didn't really have a trajectory. I just knew that I wanted to connect with more women like you all over the world. So whether this is your first episode you're ever listening to or your 54th, know that you are so loved and appreciated in this space. So thank you for being here. Now this this topic has been requested since the beginning. And honestly, I have put it off for so long because I knew it was gonna be such a juicy topic. I knew I would need to put in dozens of hours of research and I wanted to really do it right. So know that I am so excited to finally share everything about birth control. I get asked this question so often, whether it's on Instagram or at the retreats that I lead, and it's such a tricky question to answer when you have to condense it, because there's no simple way to condense this information. It is really quite complex, and there's a lot of layers to this, and I'm all about informed consent. And so my true intention with this podcast today is to give you the tools and the education that you likely never got so that you can make the best choice for your body. That is truly the intent of this podcast, and I want all of you to feel that and know that whatever you choose to do for your body is your choice, but you deserve to have the education and the background so that you are truly being an advocate for yourself. So today, we're finally diving into it. I'm so excited that I get 20, 30, 40 minutes to talk about all of this instead of, you know, 30 seconds or an Instagram DM so that I can give you the background and the foundation that you need so that you can make the right decision for you. Now, before we dive in, a couple disclaimers here. One that I really want you to hear is that I am not against birth control. I'm not saying that birth control is horrible. I'm not saying that no one should ever, ever do it. But rather, what I am saying is that I am pro-informed consent. And far too often, I see stories from women that say when they were 15 or 16 years old, they had a little acne or their period was super irregular. And so they went to the doctor and they were put on a medication and they never were even explained what that what that medication does. They were never told that there are side effects. They were never told that it may increase the risk of certain diseases. And that's where this really, really drives this passion in me to want to talk about this subject. You deserve to know what is being put into your body every single month. The next disclaimer is to remember that birth control is a medication, and I don't recommend ever just up and quitting medication, that's not okay, without working with a doctor. So please see this as an informational podcast so that you can make an informed decision for your health. So this is the simple truth. 
Most women are not informed when they go onto birth control, especially, like I said, when we are so young and vulnerable and we go into the doctor's office looking for support, we put full trust in this person that doesn't know us, but that has a white coat on. And maybe this doctor really is trying their best. Maybe they are doing everything that they were trained to do, but they may not see the full picture in that five or 10 minute consultation. And then what happens? We stay on this medication for five 10, 15 years, and then we start to experience maybe a side effect, or then we simply start to question if this is really the right thing. And I was talking to a few clients over this last weekend as they were, you know, beginning to work with me, and they were telling me these stories that when they had talked to their doctor about getting off of birth control, they were really dismissed and they were looked at like, there's something wrong with you. Why would you get off of this? This is doing good things for you rather than hearing the concern of the patient. And Western medicine is incredible. They do incredible things. And I think there is a lack in the education when it comes to things like birth control. I don't think there's enough information out there about truly how this works in the body and what the average patient needs to know to make an informed decision. Really, like I said, there's so much to this topic and it's kind of a small feat <laughs> to try and condense this into one podcast episode. So I'm gonna talk about a lot here. I'm talking about how birth control works in the body, what it is in general. I'm gonna talk about the information you likely never received about birth control. And a big thing I'm gonna touch on are the common myths about birth control. I'll also talk about mood disorders like depression, because if you have ever felt like you have lost that spark, or if you feel like your mood is super erratic because of birth control, you are not crazy. There is finally research now proving this, even though those of us that have been on birth control know that it is very much a thing. It is not in our head. And I'm also going to talk about a couple different forms of birth control, at least the most common ones. So as we get started here, just remember that every medication has a side effect and birth control is a medication. So for some people, they're going to experience really extreme side effects. And for some people, they might be very mild or almost unnoticeable. But hormones and birth control do work together in pretty massive ways. So it is not fair to say that taking birth control is only affecting your reproductive system. It is affecting your entire system on a cellular level. So let's just get started here. There's so much for me to say, and I'm trying to condense it here. So let's just do it. So we could say on a simple sense, there are two forms of birth control. There's hormonal birth control and there is non-hormonal birth control. So let's focus first on what hormonal birth control is and how it works in the body. And of course, these would include things like the pill, the Mirena IUD, this would include the patch, the Depo-Provera shot, the Nuva ring. A lot of these forms are going to be the hormonal-based birth control. So what hormonal birth control does is it controls and delivers synthetic hormones to your system. And these hormones implant and affect every cell in your body. Every cell in your body has receptors for hormones. And so when you are, say, taking birth control, it is affecting you on a cellular level, but it also works very, very closely with the brain. And so it does shift your brain chemistry when you are taking any hormonal birth control. So let's talk about what I think is the most common form of birth control, and that is the pill. And I know there are so many different forms of the pill. We're just going to keep it simple here, keep it kind of broad, <laughs> and say the pill. Uh, most of the women that I've worked with as a naturopath have been on the pill at some point in their life. I know I was at one point for about a year, 
it's very, very common. And yet, again, I feel like most of us would have next to nothing to say if we were asked, how does the pill actually work in your body? Or what is it doing? Or what hormones are in it? I feel like most of us have no idea because we've never been educated about the thing we're taking every single day throughout the month. So what does the pill do? The pill essentially works by shutting down brain signals to the ovaries, and that therefore that prevents ovulation. And there's two forms of birth control. There's monophasic, which means you get the same dose of estrogen and progestin in every pill. And there's multiphasic, which means the pills have different hormones in different ratios throughout the month. So the pill is working on a brain level to change how your brain communicates to your ovaries. Some women like the pill because often they report it shortens their periods. Um, Some women believe it helps with their acne outbreaks. It may decrease the amount of blood that you experience during your period. And some women feel like it decreases their pain. So certainly these are all enticing, but there are also some big side effects that people don't talk about enough. And there's a big thing that I'm going to share with you here in just a little bit on why being on hormonal birth control prohibits you from having a normal period and actually gives you something called a medication-induced bleed. So those are two different things. So good things are coming. Okay. So what are the big side effects of the pill? Well, some of the biggest ones that I see a lot are loss of libido. So if you have totally lost your sex drive or if you feel like you are very dry, the thought of sex is not even enticing, that may be related back to your birth control. So again, there's nothing wrong with you, but rather your chemistry is being altered. Some women report massive mood changes, and I think all of us, if we've been on at least one form of birth control, can attest to that, that it does change our mood. We might be more erratic, we might be more depressed, we might feel like it makes us more anxious, but I think for a lot of women, what they report is just a larger scale of emotion. Being on the pill does increase your risk of breast and ovarian cancer. It shifts your brain chemistry, and it's also known to change your thyroid function. So these are all real things that a woman should know when she goes into a doctor's office and is prescribed birth control. She should know that this is increasing her risk of certain things, and know that later down the road, if she starts to, say, have thyroid function imbalances, that maybe this would be something to address. Or if she loses her sex drive, maybe there's you know nothing wrong with her, but rather, let's look at the medications that she's on. Contrary to popular belief, this is really, really key, the pill does not regulate your cycle. Instead, it shuts down communication between your brain and your ovaries. So it does not fix your period. It actually deletes your period. So this is one of the most common things, and this is why it just... It really, really gets to me when I hear stories of these young women, you know, that are 16 years old and maybe super athletic and maybe a little underweight and they go in because their cycle's erratic, which no surprise, and they're put on the pill. And what we're doing right there is changing their brain chemistry and we are deleting them from ever having the opportunity to have a normal period while they are on this pharmaceutical. And that's pretty devastating to me. So know that it doesn't fix your period, it deletes it. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment. So that's the pill. There are certainly pros in that, you know, it is simple, it is an easy go-to, but there are also real side effects that are not talked about enough. 
So let's talk about the second most common one that I see women have, and that is the hormonal IUD. This can be a number of brands, but the most common one we hear about is the Mirena. So what is an IUD and how does it actually work? Well, IUDs use a synthetic, synthetic excuse me, progestin that slowly releases into the body over time. A big misconception here is that progestin and progesterone are the same thing, but they are not, and they behave very, very differently in the body. So what progestin does is it thins your endometrium lining so that if there is a fertilized egg, it likely won't be able to implant. So it's not a healthy enough environment for the egg to actually implant and begin to grow an embryo. It's also designed to stop ovulation by suppressing the production of two brain hormones, and that's FSH, follicle-stimulating hormone, and LH, luteinizing hormone. So again, changing the body on a chemical level in the brain as well as the hormones. Some women love their IUDs because they may shorten or remove your period. This is one of the most common forms of birth control that I see that actually removes your period entirely. So these are the kinds of clients that I see that maybe haven't had a period in seven, eight, nine years. And then they come to me, you know, with some serious reproductive concerns and it's It's so challenging because it does become an uphill battle, especially if we have not had a period in that long. Remember, your body is incredibly wise. It knows how it's supposed to work. And I do believe that you are meant to have a menstrual cycle every single month if you are of a healthy age and of a healthy body weight. So again, some women like it because it may remove their cycle Um, And IUDs may also shorten it. And I think the big thing with IUDs that the reason why women like it is because it's out of sight, out of mind, right? So it's not like the pill where we're having to take something every single day. Instead, we get to not really have to have any sense of awareness about our cycle and instead just live our lives. And I get it. There is certainly a level of, of enticing in that. But What happens when we go that long without a cycle? What happens when our period is significantly reduced? And what happens when we're starting to change our chemistry again to that extent? Some of the big side effects that we see with IUDs include perforation. And so that's where the IUD either attaches to or punctures the uterus. That is a real thing. It's incredibly painful. We know it increases breast cancer risk. We know for sure that this is definitely connected to severe mood changes. And it also increases our risk of developing ovarian cysts. So the big thing with the IUD is to just know, while it might be out of sight, out of mind, there are big things happening inside of your body. It can also cause scar tissue on your cervix. And so While I haven't seen any studies that support this, I have heard women say that they believe that because of an IUD and the scarring that came from the removal and the implantation of it, that they feel like they were then um, given a harder time getting pregnant or they had a, a more difficult time actually conceiving, likely because of the scarring. So again, I don't know of any studies that for sure say that, but that is a real thing to consider. Another thing I'll say just from my own experience with working with so many women that are getting off of birth control and wanting to rebuild their body, when you use something like an IUD, we are implanting that into the cervix. And our cervix is also connected to our voice and our ability to be authentic. And if you haven't heard my episodes about cervical health, you need to stop this (laughs) right now and go listen to them. There's two of them, they're so good. Your cervix is incredible. And the idea of 
putting something with little claws into my cervix truly gives me this visceral response of wanting to pull away. Your body, when you get an IUD, often experiences severe bleeding, almost like hemorrhagic, hemorrhagic, excuse me, bleeding. And that is your body and your cervix trying to purge whatever is harming it. And so when I think of it that way, then it becomes really, really real for me to know that that's not a good option ever for me. But again, this is your opportunity to get this information and to make the right choice for your body. Now, in terms of other forms of birth control, I'm not going to go into all of them, but the Depo-Provera shot is one that I see occasionally, as well as implants like Nexplanin. That is where they actually put the little T into your arm underneath your skin. And I must say, in my experience, those two I see huge, huge side effects from, including suicidal thoughts, severe mood swings, very, very severe side effects. We also see things like the patch and the Nuva ring, and again, they're going to be similar in that likely they are altering your mood, and likely there are there's more to it, right, than simply adding hormones into the body. The body's incredibly wise, and that's going to affect every cell in the body. So those are the hormonal forms of birth control. At the very end here, I'm going to talk briefly about the copper IUD, since I think a lot of us are under the belief that that's a more holistic option since it does not involve any sorts of hormones. However, there's more to that subject as well. So for now, let's talk about the big myths about birth control, because I think this is where we really start to dispel these ideas or these these beliefs that say that birth control is wonderful, it always works, super safe. There's more to the story than all of that. So here's your opportunity to now become informed so that you can make empowered decisions for your health. Here's one big misbelief about birth control, that most birth control is 99% effective in preventing pregnancy. Well, the truth is, for example, if we look at the pill, it's actually only 91% accurate with typical use. So if we looked at a year, nine out of 100 women would likely become pregnant, even though they thought they were using it correctly. So we have to remember perfect use and accurate use (laughs) is very, very different. And I think we can all think of someone that was on the pill or supposedly, you know, doing everything right, and yet they still got pregnant. So they are not completely accurate and they are not completely effective. So especially as I talk about other methods of tracking your own cycle, keep that in mind that with typical use, the average form of birth control is only going to be 90 to 95 percent effective. And while that might seem like a pretty good statistic, if you're trying to not get pregnant, you want the odds to really be in your favor, right? Here's another big myth that birth control is safe and it is tested extensively. Okay, I'm going to be really honest and authentic here. There are not many high-quality long-term studies on the effects of birth control. In fact, there are very few, and the ones that are done are not necessarily done very well. We know for a fact, though, that birth control does disrupt healthy gut flora. So it's very common when someone has been on uh, especially the pill or an IUD for many years that they develop severe gut issues. Suddenly they're allergic to things. Suddenly they've got that low belly bloat that won't go away. Very, very common. We know that birth control strips the body of essential minerals. That's really big, which is why I advocate so much for women after they get off birth control to see someone like a naturopath to rebuild your body. It is not enough to just stop taking birth control and think, well, 
<laughs> probably everything will go back to normal. No, in fact, probably the opposite. And lastly, we know that birth control severely affects your hormone levels, and maybe that sounds obvious, but it is significant to know that when we're using hormone-based birth control, these are synthetic hormones, which means they're not bioidentical, they're not the same ones that are in your body, and therefore sometimes they may build up in the body, sometimes they may throw other processes out of balance, and this is why it's so important, again, to rebalance your body after you've been on birth control. It is essential. Here's a really big misbelief. I still get my period with my birth control method, so everything's fine, right? <laughs> no, it's not. Here's the real truth, okay? Hormonal birth control gives you what is called a medication-induced withdrawal bleed. Yes, that is actually the medical term for it. And it is as disempowering as it sounds. So it is not a period. It is a medication-induced withdrawal bleed. And that's if you're on the IUD, the pill, whatever form of birth control. So much like a regular period, withdrawal bleeding is caused by a drop in hormone levels in the body as you approach your menstrual time. The drop in the hormones triggers the release of some blood and mucus from the lining of your uterus out through the vagina. But the difference is that the drop in hormones is not due to actively taking birth control. So withdrawal bleeding and a true menstrual cycle are completely different things. And this is why birth control may make periods, and I say periods with quotes, <laughs> you can't see my hands, but I'm making air quotes. This is why birth control may make periods less painful or shorter, because it's not a real period. It is your uterus releasing and bleeding because of the hormone drop with your birth control. So I think hearing that is also a really, really powerful thing to recognize, because we may feel like I'm on the pill and I'm getting my period, so... You know, everything is fine, right? No, you are not having a period. Your body is not, not doing a natural body function. And that, to me, is very concerning. So I don't know about all of you, but feeling like you're not having a period, but rather a medication-induced withdrawal bleed doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel in alignment, and it doesn't empower me. So just sit with that and recognize that. If you're on birth control, just recognize that you're probably not having a real period. It's something a little different. Here's another really big myth. We've talked about it a little bit, but that birth control only affects your hormones and your cycle. That is sadly not true. Hormonal birth control works at a brain level. So it changes how your body communicates with your brain or your brain and your ovaries and alters everything from that minuscule of a level. So again, everything in your body is affected when you take hormonal birth control. Here's the next one. This is a really big one. And I want you to really hear this. I'm scared to talk to my doctor about all this because I don't want them to be mad at me. Whoa. Okay. How do I condense this answer? <laughs> your relationship with your doctor is a partnership, not a dictatorship. So if your doctor is not willing to talk options with you or support your decision about your health, then my sister, go and get you a new doctor. That is not okay. 
It is so sad to me that we in our culture have put doctors up on this pedestal, but really they are just another human being and they are certainly doing their best. But you have every right to have a doctor that is really your advocate, that you feel safe with, that you could tell anything to. And there are so many incredible doctors out there that are just like that. I want you to remember that in Latin, doctor means to teach. So if your doctor is not teaching you how to care for your body or empowering you or listening to you, then it's time to find a new doctor because at the root of that word, they are supposed to be the ones that encourage you and give you the information you need, not shut you down and tell you that you're crazy, it's all in your head, you're fine, why would you ever want to stop doing that? We just got, you know, your cycle back. Listen to your intuition and if you feel like it's time to find a new doctor, then go find a new doctor, truly. Truly, truly, remember that your relationship with your doctor is a partnership, not a dictatorship. Another common myth is I'm worried that if I get off of birth control, my acne or my painful periods or my cramping, etc. will come back. And here's the reality. Post-birth control syndrome is a real thing. That is a true syndrome. That is a medical term. (laughs) And it often displays with all of the symptoms that it initially led us to get on birth control. So for example, if when you were 16, you got on birth control because you had severe acne or you had severe cramping or whatever that might be, it is possible that if you chose to get off of birth control, that some of that would come back. But I think this is a powerful point because it proves to us that birth control is a band-aid, not a fix. Because if you stop taking it, then these symptoms come back. So do we feel like it's wise to continue to suppress something that is obviously going on in the body? Or do we want to get to the root of them? And I truly ask you that question, again, to empower you to make your own decision for your health. So if we know that this isn't fixing anything and maybe actually keeping this festering below the surface, do we want to do that? Or do we want to address it and understand what is going on? This, again, is why I love working with women after they got off of birth control to help them get their body back in balance because whether it's the severe cramps or the acne or the super irregular periods, there are ways to address all of this and we can do it in a way that actually comes at it from an empowering place rather than suppression. If I decide to stop taking birth control, that's enough to get my body healthy, right? (laughs) Well, no. Depending on a number of factors, simply stopping your birth control is not enough to replenish essential nutrients that have been lost, nor are we going to fix the damage that's likely been done to gut and hormonal health. So this is a big thing I want you to hear. This is why nearly 40% of all women who stop taking birth control never actually get their menstrual cycle back. That is staggering, and I think we can all think of women with that exact story. They stopped taking birth control, and their period never actually came back. And maybe at that time, they felt like that was a win, like, woohoo, I don't have to deal with this thing. But is that ideal from a health standpoint? I would say probably not. This is why rebuilding and supporting your hormonal and gut health after birth control is essential. Truly, it is not optional especially if you are wanting to get your health back in balance. So hear that. Another common misconception is that birth control doesn't affect fertility. This is a question I get a lot, and 
in full honesty, there's very little research in this area. We don't actually know how birth control affects fertility. But we do know that using a drug that is strong enough to change how your brain communicates with your ovaries, do we really think that has zero side effects? Again, I'm a little suspicious, but here's what we do know. We do know that some hormonal birth control methods thin the endometrial lining, and the body requires a certain thickness for an embryo to be able to grow. So some studies show that women who use birth control for a long period of time may have thinner endometrial linings inherently afterwards, which may make getting pregnant more challenging later. So again, there's not a ton of research in this area just yet, which I think is unfortunate, but we do know that there is more and more information coming out, and from what we can see right now, there may be a correlation. All right, here's another one. Copper IUDs, I told you I was going to talk about it, are safe because they are not a form of hormonal birth control. Well, there's a lot I can say here. (laughs) Sadly, there really isn't enough research on copper IUDs to really be able to say they are safe. So what I do see a lot with clients is that copper toxicity is fairly common And many, many women report horrendous menstrual cycles once they get an IUD in. I'm talking days, if not weeks, of super heavy bleeding that is just out of control. They can't use enough tampons or pads to keep it under control. And they feel faint and weak, and they may even get anemic. And again, this is our little cervix (laughs) saying, there's something in me, and I'm trying to help you and get it out. So it tries to flush the system. One big thing that I've seen a number of times with clients that have had copper IUDs, and again, this isn't based in science, but this is based in personal experience. When I see women that have had copper IUDs in for a while, one question I like to ask them is, do they find that they tend to be anxious? One of the most common symptoms of copper toxicity in the body is debilitating anxiety. And so nine times out of 10, when I ask this question, the women completely break down and say, oh my gosh, yes, actually come to think of it. My, you know, anxiety started four years ago or I started having panic attacks so long ago. And you know what? That was kind of close to when I got the IUD in. Now, is it definitely the core or is is that direct correlation is what I'm trying to say? Perhaps no. But is that significant enough to just make note of? I think so. So if you have a copper IUD, I would encourage you to reflect on that. Do you have anxiety? Do you feel like that's changed your level of worry or fear in the world? And if so, it may be time to talk to your doctor. One that I hear a lot is I've been depressed and I've lost my libido since getting on birth control, but I don't know what to do. If you are on birth control and you are losing your libido, or if you're depressed, if you are gaining weight rapidly, you need to address this. So hear that, please. You need to address this immediately. There is correlation between all of this, and that means something is not working right in the body. There is some sort of misfiring or something is not aligning the way it's meant to, and we need to address that now. Not in five years, but right now. Especially, too, with the depression points, you know, we've been prescribing birth control since, what, the 60s, 
And up until 2016, there were no studies done on birth control relating to mood. And so for years, women were going to their doctors after being on birth control for years and saying, Doc, I just don't feel good. Or I'm so depressed. I am anxious. I have these terrible thoughts of doing things to myself. And they were brushed off as crazy. Or they were told, maybe you should see a therapist. Meaning they were not willing to look at how this pharmaceutical could be reacting in their body. And that is so incredibly sad to me. But finally, in 2016, we had a large enough study that showed there was indeed a correlation between birth control and mood disorders. Shocker, right? (laughs) But this this is the thing. We were being handed birth control for decades before we ever had a quality study to show that what women had been saying for years was true. That's pretty staggering. There's also a few studies that indicate that if you began birth control as a teen, that you're more likely to experience depression later in life. So we are seeing a large correlation between mood and birth control. So hear that. All right, I know that's a lot, and maybe your mind is spinning. Mine is a little bit too, (laughs) because you start to feel like you were so misinformed or you were not informed in the least bit. So rather than, you know, feeling upset or angry or feeling defeated, please know that there are options for you moving forward. And I know the big million dollar question right now is, so, Cassandra, what do you recommend then if you feel like these birth control methods have too many side effects or there is inherently too much risk, then what can I do because I'm not ready to start a family or I don't want children, so what can I do to prevent pregnancy? Well, Here's the truth, and I'm sad to say this, but there are zero pharmaceutical forms of birth control that are side effect free. And I know it is 2020 people, and I am shocked that there is not a better option out there, that there is nothing that is safe for a woman to take. There are a few things we can do that are completely natural. So one, of course, would be condoms. And I know whenever I say that, especially at a retreat, everyone's eyes glaze over for a moment because no one wants to hear that as the answer. And I get it. But that can be an option. The female diaphragm is an option as well, though I don't personally think it is as effective as we've been led to believe. So what I truly do believe in and what I do personally in my own life is the fertility awareness method. And essentially what that is, is learning how to track your body so that you know when you are ovulating. And therefore, if you're trying to prevent pregnancy, you know the time of the month to be really mindful or to just abstain from sex entirely. So the fertility awareness method is usually a few different things. You're tracking your cervical mucus or your cervical discharge. You're tracking your cervix position. You can track your temperature. And these are all ways, I think, just to get in tune with your body to the point where you can really feel the subtle changes throughout the month. So every single month I'm listening to my body and I notice the tiniest little changes in my body so that I can begin to predict when I'm going to ovulate and therefore when my partner and I need to be mindful. This is what I've been using for the last uh, almost decade and it has worked incredibly well for me and that's why I teach women how to track their own cycle. So I'm going to talk more about that on a podcast soon to give you some more support. Initially, when I thought about doing this episode, I thought that I was going to talk about birth control and how to track your own cycle. But my friends, these are two separate things. So stay tuned. I'll do that episode very, very soon for you. 
but do know that the natural fertility method or the fertility awareness method are things that you need to be 100% in on. It's just like any other form of birth control. You can't be on the pill and then accidentally forget to take your pill for two days and then get back on it and just assume that everything is okay. You know, if you do that, then you lower the efficacy down to maybe 70% or 60%. And this is the same thing. Any form of birth control must be done diligently. And I find that it is actually one of my favorite things that I do throughout the month because it has taught me how to listen to my body and understand my body to an extent that is so beyond what our modern medical system would teach us. So it is not scary. It is not, you know, incredibly challenging. However, I will say it is the kind of thing you must be completely devoted to as your birth control method. So maybe that's empowering. Maybe you're like, nope, um, that's not my thing. And that's okay. Again, informed, empowered decisions. So here's what to do with all this information, because I know I just gave you a whole lot to digest. (laughs) I totally understand. Number one, please take this information and make informed, empowered decisions for your health. So if that means getting off of birth control, then go and see your doctor and talk about those options. And remember, work with a doctor that you feel heard and seen with. That's so, so important. But make a dialogue around it. Share your decision with them and see if they can support you in your decision as you get off of birth control. Secondly, get help in rebuilding your body and replenishing your system post-birth control. Like I said, this isn't something that's willy-nilly. This isn't the kind of thing to just think, well, maybe in 5-10 years I'll do that. This is the kind of thing that you must prioritize right now. If you've been on birth control at any point in your life, I would highly recommend working with a naturopath so that you can start to rebuild your body, so that you can be preventative rather than trying to heal something later, further down the road. So you can go to the link in my bio right here, or the link in the show notes, I should say, and you can book a free 20-minute call with me if you're interested in working together so I can hear your story, understand what support you need, and we can talk about options working together and moving forward, getting your body rebalanced and rebooted. And lastly, see this as a fire in your belly to understand your health and really become an advocate for yourself. It is a really empowering thing to understand your body to this point. I mean, right now, just from listening to this episode, you understand your body better than probably 98% of all women in the world. And that is sad. That's incredibly sad. So take this information and share it with people that you know and love. Be the person that advocates for other women's health and know that this is the kind of information that changes the world. When women are making empowered decisions from their own bodies, wow, what a world that would be. And lastly, know that on February 9th, the cart will officially open for two very special programs. One is Embodied Wisdom, and one is our Women's Circle Creatrix training. I know, you've all been DMing me and emailing me, and it's finally here. Embodied Wisdom is the go-to course. It's our signature course for everything your mama didn't teach you about your body. I know. I I wanted that to be the tagline, (laughs) but we decided to go with something else. But we talk about how to heal your womb, how to connect to your intuition, how to track your cycle with the moon phases, how to support the health of your womb, cervix, and vagina, how to transform your hormone health, and we go in depth into the natural fertility method. So if you're more of a do-it-at-your-own-pace, 
do it on your own kind of person, then Embodied Wisdom is an amazing program. The car will open on February 9th. And of course, our Women's Circle Creatrix training is for women who are called to lead women's circles in their community, but don't know where to begin. Maybe you've wondered what it looks like to lead a circle, how you can create an inclusive space for any human being, and what it means to really live with this passion to serve women. So in this course, we go through everything you need to know to start creating women's circles in your community so that you can be a leader and a guide for so many others. Women deserve to have a space where they are heard and seen, and I'm so grateful to know that we have certified over a hundred women in this training and taught them how to awaken the goddess within every woman around them. So the cart will open on February 9th for both of those. Make sure you're on our email list. You can subscribe below if you're not already. And lastly, I would love to invite you to a beautiful masterclass by an incredible teacher, Anna Hughes. She is an internationally recognized master teacher and healer. She's just lovely. And she's leading a special masterclass in guided meditation to help you uncover the path to living a deeply fulfilled and purposeful life. So what she'll be doing is a group energy healing that you can join in from the comfort of your own home. You'll experience this deeply powerful energy healing session with her, get some clarity, hear what your soul and your wisdom has to say for you. And this is your space really to remove all the pressures and expectations and social norms that often cloud our minds and instead really discover your purpose in life. So I'm so grateful for the work she does in the world, and I'm excited to share that you can join her free masterclass in the link in the show notes, or you can go to anahughes.space fulfilled to get inspired and to begin to create this vision for your life. All right, dear friends, thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel empowered in your decision to move forward with birth control, or if you're considering getting off it with your doctor, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know how this podcast resonated, and I cannot wait to celebrate with each and every one of you. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.